0: Jalen hood shafino was in action at the Jordan Brand uh, All-Star Game this weekend. Again, impressive performance from him. We'll look at what he was able to do in that game. He was joined in that contest by Malik Renu, who has hit, or had his visit to Indiana this weekend as well. So we'll get you caught up on those two before looking at Tamar Bates' season. A little bit up and down, maybe disappointing overall. As we continue our individual season recaps, you are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, April 18th. This, as always, is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for all IU Athletics news, analysis, previews, recaps. We're the only place giving you daily IU content. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day today, and most specifically, your first listen every single day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m., you guys can join the conversation there daily by subscribing. Malik Reno and Jalen hood Shafina were both in the Jordan brand. Uh, Classic, I believe is its official name, in Chicago over the weekend. Uh, Jalen was, again, really impressive. We'll recap his game. And then look at Malik Renault and uh, his visit he had to Bloomington. What Jalen hood Shafina said about him, the two are very, very close which feels like good news for the Hoosiers, and get a sense of uh, where he's kind of standing on his recruitment right now. And then we'll talk to Mar Bates, an interesting season for him. Before we do that, though, as always, you can subscribe to Locked On Hoosiers wherever you guys are listening to your favorite podcast at. Wherever you're listening to us at right now, subscribe to us so you can get our content daily. Also, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Jalen hood Shafino's performance in the Jordan brand uh, classic was another really encouraging sign for what he could bring to Indiana next season. Statistically, he finishes with, I believe it ended up being 14 points, three of six shooting from three, five assists. The stats were hard to find. Uh, You kind of had to piece some things together because it doesn't look like there was ever a box score released. Uh, so I had to piece some stuff together on uh, Jalen's performance. Box score stats don't really matter much in these kind of all-star games anyway. What was very evident in this game, uh, I was watching bits and pieces of it, uh, mainly when he was on the court. <clears throat> Just the kind of the presence he has when he plays. Um he's always in control and not just that's both for like his own body. He's never like playing too fast, playing too slow, but also within the team as well. I think that he has this presence that they recognize that he's going to be kind of the lead guard, the go-to guard. And I don't want to say guys deferred to him, but like it was very noticeable that they treat, they thought he was the point guard he kind of made it known that he was the point guard and just kind of that presence he has that um, this is his team and he's going to control it and he's going to get these guys where they need to be and things like that. Even in an all-star game where it's very fluid and it's not like they're running plays out there. Um, that type of stuff was still noticeable. It was obviously more noticeable with Montverde. Um, when he was playing point guard and guys were deferring to him to get into offensive actions and whatnot. But even in an all-star game, you got that sense as well. He just kind of naturally takes control of the team and just most like noticeable. He's going to contribute from literally day one. He's going to start. There is no debate. He's going to play. I I don't want to put a number on it. He's going to be up there. Very, very high on the team in minutes, uh, depending on if Trace is back or not. Um, I don't want to say he's going to play 32 minutes a night. I don't know what the number's going to be, but he's going to be really high uh, first, second, third on the team in minutes this season. And he very well is probably the best guard on the roster when he stepped onto the court. And that's saying a lot because Xavier Johnson was really, really good to close the season but I man the more I watch him the more impressed I am with everything he does and especially on uh on the weekend when his three point shot was falling that's the big kind of question with him is if he can have a reliable jump shot it was interesting he was playing with a brace on his middle finger on his shooting hand I didn't realize that during his kind of national tournament games with Montverde. He has an injured, I believe it's his middle finger. Uh, He has an injured finger, but wanted to keep playing in for Montverde. They were playing for a national title and he wanted to keep playing, but apparently it was pretty badly sprained or injured. Um, If that was the case in this game, it certainly didn't hinder his shot because him going three of six from the three point line is really, really big because that's not what his game is predicated on. And if you're able to get that level of shooting from him, um, it's going to really, really open some things up. His teammate on the night, hopefully his teammate in Bloomington was Malik Renault. Um, He had more flashes of what makes him look really good. Uh, He's a athletic finisher around the rim. He had a a play. uh, He went coast to coast in the fourth quarter, I believe, got a rebound on one end pushed the ball up the court. Nobody really stopped him, and he got all the way to the rim for a dunk. Uh, it looked like all-star game defense, but uh, that he has that ability is impressive, and you can see why he's a top 25 recruit. I don't know if there's the level of kind of ability to contribute right away that there is with Jalen hood Shafino. Not saying that if Malik Reno shows up, and Bloomington, it'll be really hard not to start him, but I think it's a lot. There's maybe more potential with Malik Renault. Um, but again, I haven't seen a ton of his game. I haven't seen a ton of Jalen Hood Shafina's game. So I don't want to make kind of overarching uh, scattering reports on these guys off a handful of Mont Verde games and an all star game. Uh, but he played it. That That game was in Chicago on Friday. And Malik had his visit in Bloomington on Saturday and Sunday, just came down from Chicago, went and had that official visit and Jalen Hood Shafina was with him. Those two are really close. I think they've said they're basically like brothers. In fact, the quote that Jalen had about the visit, uh, this is about Malik. He said, well, that's my guy. Obviously we're brothers. We're very close. I just talk to him from time to time. I don't want to bug him too much with what he's going through in the recruiting process but we talk a lot and hopefully I can come. I can get him to come with me. Fingers crossed everything. As many fingers as you can cross as possible because his, his spot is a little more unclear with race Thompson coming back. uh, But you don't turn down talent when you have the chance of getting it. And this is a very talented player. So Uh, It would be very interesting to see him in Bloomington with Mike Woodson. And Indiana's got a shot. Right now he has three official visits. It's Indiana, it's Maryland, and Virginia in that order. We will see. If he doesn't go to IU, maybe we see him in the Big Ten a couple times next season. But uh, we will see how that's shaking out. You got to feel good just having Jalen hood shafino with IU and obviously so close to him. But it's hard to say where uh, the Hoosiers are in the kind of recruiting rankings. Uh, I still think it's going to be hard to get him out of Florida. But we'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. But uh, he had his official visit in Bloomington this past weekend. Wish it was a little bit nicer weather. But Bloomington's pretty any time of the year. Uh, So hopefully he enjoyed the campus. A Different five-star recruit the Hoosiers had, Uh, the one they got last season in Tamar Bates, had a bit of an up-and-down season. We'll look at uh, his season, the high points, what led to the low points as we recap how he played for the Hoosiers. You guys hear me talk about built Bars all the time. Uh, They're helping me stick to my New Year's resolution because they're just so damn delicious. One of the newest things that they have are the Puffs. Uh, If you guys haven't tried them yet, you are missing out. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. Just like Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Uh, Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. They're going to be your new favorite as well. Just like the Built Bars, they're high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. At Built Bar, these guys make it taste good first and then make it healthy for you. And it keeps working even with these puffs. So go to Built.com today to try them out. Once you get them added to your cart, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement. Starting Thursday, April 28th, tune into Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your favorite team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft. Uh, It's a special hosted by Brian Peacock, and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Uh, It'll be available all week leading up to the first pick. You can catch the Locked On NFL Draft coverage live on the YouTube page. You can catch the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft on the Odyssey or Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. They'll have you covered all three days of the draft, 7 o'clock the first night, 6.30 the second night, 11.30 a.m. for day three. The Odyssey Mock Draft will be available the 18th through the 22nd. So starting today through this week as well as the 25th of next week. So go get all of your NFL draft needs over there. Tamar Bates was a surprising addition, a late addition to the roster for IU last summer. He pulled out of his commitment late when Shaka Smart left Texas and joined the Hoosiers, again, surprisingly, kind of, I don't want to say under the radar, but uh, it certainly was not your normal five-star recruitment and landing of a prospect. And maybe fittingly, considering how unique his or different his recruiting was, uh, it was not the season you necessarily expect from a five-star prospect. Very up and down for him uh, in Bloomington. He showed a lot of flashes, and there were a lot of moments where you could see why he was a five-star prospect. But he struggled at times to really adapt to the college game. Still, early on, uh, he was a a big part of this rotation. Uh, You look at the St. John's game. He plays 27 minutes. Uh, the Syracuse game, he only played 14 minutes, and a good chunk of that came in, I think, double overtime when the Hoosiers had multiple guards foul out. But the Nebraska game, he comes in, plays 24 minutes, scores a season high 13 points, and I thought was really good in that game, really impactful in that game, and you could see the type of scoring burst he could provide. Goes three of seven from three. Uh, it wasn't a great season from him shooting the three-pointer. That was a season high in makes. But it felt like after that, things really trended downward for him. And I'm not sure if it was a, a freshman wall or Mike Woodson at one point mentioned some kind of personal matters he was dealing with that never came out and obviously nobody sh- should or did like pry and figure out what that was but there was a very noticeable dip in his play and you saw it Penn State game he only plays six minutes he only plays four minutes in the win over Ohio State five minutes against Minnesota it was a lot of he got a run in the first half and if he played well he got a second run if he didn't he didn't get a second run and It felt like more often than not, for a good stretch of games there, he didn't get a second run. Things started to pick up in the back half of the Big Ten. Uh, You saw him play 28 minutes against Michigan State and tie his season high with 13 points. Um, At Ohio State, he had seven points, had some huge shots down the stretch, but also looked like a freshman down the stretch as well at times. Went three of 11, by far the most shots he had. Um, in a conference game but again once things really got important for IU in the must-win games his minutes really dwindled Uh, he only played five minutes against Rutgers six minutes against Purdue three minutes against Illinois uh, didn't play against Michigan only played a minute against Iowa 11 minutes against Wyoming, and then he played 17 minutes against St. Mary's, but a lot of that was in garbage time. So it was a really rocky season for him. Uh, He struggled in terms of being kind of an efficient scorer. He also had a lot of struggles on the defensive end, which I think led to his minutes being down. There were a lot of times when he would overhelp. He would... See a drive and it's a good problem to have because he wanted to stop the drive and or he wanted to help in places to help his team, but uh I you would have it covered and he would leave his man open for kind of drifting too far away, and his man would knock down shots. And you saw it, I saw it a lot when I would go back and watch games a second time, just seeing him kind of floating a little bit defensively and drifting away from his guy. And it, it was a tough adjustment for him. And with Mike Woodson, if you're not able to contribute on the defensive end, you didn't really play. And I think that's what led to him not playing a ton in Big Ten play. Um, he, in from the beginning of the season to the Northern Kentucky game, it includes a couple Big Ten games, but that's basically the entirety of non-conference. He played 20 minutes a game. But then you look from that game on, uh, there were multiple games he didn't play at all. And overall, he only played 11 minutes a game. So uh, it was a battle for him. But still, you saw more than enough flashes to see why he's a five-star prospect and be optimistic about what he could bring next season. So we'll look at why I still think he could be a really big contributor for this team next year and why there should be a lot of hope for a second or for his second season in Bloomington. But betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. The NBA playing games were awesome, the playoffs, the first two round or the first two days were incredible. A lot of fun. Plenty of bets to make both before the game, during the game, over at Bet Online. They're your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, why should we be optimistic about Tamar Bates moving forward? Well, he has. You can just tell he has a, a feel and a. I'm not even sure how to like how to describe it, but he 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 looks like a guy that can score, and that's not a very good description. But he just has that um, kind of feel on the court, and he has that look of a guy who. When he's able to develop a little bit more, get a little bit stronger, know where he where his spots are and how to get to them, he looks like a guy that is going to be able to really become a scoring threat for Indiana. And that is really encouraging. Even for how much he struggled and how many games he may not have played throughout the season, he did play 32 games for the Hoosiers. It was only 14 and a half minutes uh, in total, but he plays 32 of the 35 games the Hoosiers played on the season. So he got a good amount of um, time to learn how to play at this level. And that's a challenge for some people. We talk a lot about, or I've talked a lot about how Jalen Hood Shafino is going to be ready from day one. And I don't think that was something Tamar Bates was, I don't think that's a way you would describe him when he came in. He looked, he looks a lot more slender. He's a guy whose game relies a lot on almost really exclusively on scoring. Uh, He can score at multiple levels, but if he's not scoring, he's not going to be too impactful where you compare him to somebody like Jalen Hood Shafina, who can, really, really pass the ball and and control an offense and run an offense that not necessarily what Tamar Bates' strengths are. I don't want to compare the two, but um, it kind of gives you a sense of the difference in kind of five-star recruits. Some guys are five-star recruits because they're going to come in and they're going to be impact guys right away. But there's guys like Tamar Bates who I think still has a really high ceiling. If he can... Figure out how to get his shot and get to the rim, get to his mid range pull up, and develop a reliable three point shot. Then, this guy is really, really going to be an impactful player for the Hoosiers because what Indiana lacked a lot this season was somebody that could create their own shot. You had it in the second half of the year, really, with Xavier Johnson. He could get to the rim. Pretty well. Um, you obviously have it with Trace if he's back, but you had it with Trace. That was really it. And the I would not even say the best version of Tamar Bates. A better version of Tamar Bates would be able to get his own shot. Whether it's getting by a guy and getting to the rim, whether it's uh, getting enough space to create a pull-up jumper in the mid-range, whether it's just knocking down a three-pointer, you could see the there are um, aspects of his game that lend you to believe he's going to be able be a guy that is going to be able to do that in his career. He has the length. You can tell he has kind of a shooting, a shooter's touch, a shooter's feel. Uh, he took a lot of mid range jumpers. So it's a shot he's comfortable with, even if they didn't always fall. So um, there were encouraging signs and, I mean, he was one of the first guys to immediately say, I'm coming back, Um, we're going to do this again. So I'm optimistic that he's someone that's going to get in the gym and going to get this figured out. And more than anything, I think just him bulking up a little bit, getting a little more um, strength to his body to be able to get into defenders, get around them, create space, force – of force space to be there use that shoulder use that body to create space and get that mid-range jumper and just having some more confidence you've played in the in the Big Ten now you have a season under the belt you know what to expect just getting that experience is going to be big for him so I'm really high on Tamar Bates I think he's someone there's a decent option or a, a decent chance that I think he could start if He plays really well. I was saying that at the beginning of the season. I think there was probably an argument that you could play him more at the beginning of the season, let him get some of those learning curves and some of those speed bumps out of the way. And maybe he's more impactful in the second half of the season. But um, maybe Mike Woodson thought he couldn't risk losing games. And IU obviously needed every win it got. So um, it wasn't something he was comfortable with. but. We'll see how much of this experience this season helps him. And if he's able to take some of those big steps that uh, and make good on some of that potential he showed, uh, you could be in store for a really big year for um, for Tamar Bates, this season. So I'm really optimistic. I'm really high on him. And I'm hoping he's able to really take a step forward for the Hoosiers this season. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to uh, jump to girls' ba- or, excuse me, women's basketball and recap Grace Berger's season. Obviously a huge season for her and the Hoosiers, and we will look back on that and look forward to what she could bring to the table for Indiana next season. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love you guys continue to show us. Be sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to your favorite podcasts at. And leave a rating and review while you guys uh, can, while you guys are there. That helps us out as much as anything. It gets us in front of more eyes. So please, please help us out there if you haven't already. But most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific, terrific Monday in Elio.